please send us some money. Please keep listening. Come down to the station. 21st in Florida. Sunny and flat.
German Strudel. You can follow me on Twitter. It's Joey DeCarl. Yeah, wow. Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Yes, welcome. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube. Mike, Bag Oldman, and Carl. Hey, Carl, how are you, buddy? All right, good. Thank you very much. I'm ready to watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Bag Oldman. What are you doing? All right, uh, so right here is... We're on mutinyradio.fm. Or at least Kevin is in here first. Go ahead, type in mutinyradio.fm and listen. Just press the listen now. You're probably listening now. You can make a whole afternoon of it. We are part of a great Sunday afternoon showcase. Found Around Sound know. with Scotto just concluded after our show. Ugly Sunday. So what a day. Make it a day. But we're on 2 p.m. Pacific Standard. Time. We also uh, have a YouTube channel where the movie we're going to watch will be synced with our conversation. We want you to listen. We also have a podcast. Listen to us Sunday night. Uh, just subscribe to that acronym you heard up front, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T, and you got it. Basically, we want to watch a movie with you, so we want you to go to YouTube, turn the sound off, and watch a full-length movie with us while you listen to our podcast. You could also just go to the YouTube channel. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. And as always, donate to our station, Mutiny Radio. Go to Venmo and donate at Mutiny Radio. Accept no substitution. Carl, what is the movie today? Today we will watch Things to Come 1936. Things to Come 1936. That's what you put in the YouTube search engine. The channel we like, it's like Things to Come public domain movies. The channel's weird. It is... Two, I'm talking about the number, MI3. So if you search for things to come, there's lots of choices. Some have ads. Pick this one or you won't be in sync with us because right. there's criteria. So and again, we want you to look for things to come on YouTube and not Pornhub. Right. That if, you, if you go to RedTube and type in things to come, 1936, we're, I warned yeah. you. Don't Those do that. things will come, but it won't be our movie. Not our movie. But our movie is Things to Come, 1936. It has public domain in the title, but you just type in Things to Come, 1936, and you will find channel 2M. I3. 2MI3. Number 2, number 3, letter M, letter I2. How many channels oh. are going to even look like that? You'll find it. You'll find it. It's, uh, it's up there. So hit pause. Uh, go ahead and click the link. When it starts, hit pause, move the timer to zero, zero, zero. We are going to press play at the same time. Do that. I'll give you some time to get yourself ready. Carl has spoken to a celebrity comedian. I haven't heard this yet. I can't wait to hear it. Carl, take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Countdown, this time with Derek C. Quadfather. Welcome, Derek. Derek, we got to know each other through Compound Media, through your podcast, Backyard Boys, and we'll get to it. 
But I wanted to ask you about your name, Quad Father. Now, you're quadriplegic. Tell us about that. Tell us what happened and how you got this name. Uh, I made a huge mistake, so that's how I ended up here. But uh, uh, I guess I could tell you the complete story is... Uh, on Labor Day 10 years ago, I uh, I was out at the golf course having a good time. I played a, a lot of golf, uh, had many shots of whiskey, drank mm -hmm. many a beer. Um, then I went to a family get-together uh, party at my parents' house, and I, I got home, and uh, I decided to go for a swim because my, okay. my parents have an above-ground above pool. Um, the reason I went, wanted to go for a swim was mainly because I was a little out of it, a little drunk, um, and I thought possibly cold water might, uh, liven me up, make me feel good. Yeah, flip the switch, exactly. Like, you know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but it was worth a try. A super hot day, uh, September 1st, and then, uh, I went out there and I was swimming around in this above ground pool, and... Uh, my drunk mind said, hey, why don't you climb up the tree that's right next to the pool? Uh-huh. And so I climbed up in the tree and uh, decided to attempt a flip out of the tree into the pool. Okay. Um, so, standing up there on the limb and I'm saying to myself, ah, maybe I shouldn't do this. Drunk mind, I went ahead and went for it. And somehow I just completely cased it mm -hmm. and landed right, you know, neck first, right on the bottom of the pool. Okay, um, now at you're that... in the water, right? So you were yes. in danger because if you're having this problem, how did you get out of the water? Okay, so I case it. I land in the bottom of the pool. I feel the back of my neck hit the bottom of the pool. I'm wide awake, and I realize that my arms and legs aren't working. Um, so at that point, <clears throat> you know, panic sets in, and uh, I, I can move my hands a little bit like that. So I I know where the ladder is, so I'm trying to swim over to it, but uh, my attempts are pretty much in vain. Um, and underwater, sitting there drowning, you know, yeah. like a, one million thoughts go through your mind at that point. Um, so, yeah, that... Uh, you know, I pretty much realized that I was dead, and I was, uh, no one was down there by the pool. I did this by myself completely. Right. So there was no one watching me do it. I just did it just to do it. Um, and so what, you got to the ladder eventually, though? That I was close to the ladder, and so where I started was completely across the pool, so um, apparently, you know, I was I was pretty out of it, but apparently mm -hmm. I almost got to the ladder, so I could you know at least pull myself up and try to get out of the water, get my nose or mouth or something out of the water. Okay. Um, but I didn't make it. So okay. I there was that point I realized it was over. I was wide awake up to the point where I drowned, and um, my luck is that my stepdad, who was up there uh, up at the house eating dinner, decided out of the blue to go put chemicals in the pool. That he is was, luck. Well, it might be a God thing, a divine intervention, yeah. some, something along that line. Um, so so he's sitting there eating dinner, decides to come put chemicals in the pool, comes down there, 
finds me sees that I'm drowned. I was I was blue, purple, I was pretty much gone. And then uh my mom who used to be a nurse. Yeah. They pulled my stepdad and my mom pulled me out of the pool. My mom gives me CPR. Wow. The ambulance shows up, flies me to, you know, St. Charles and Bend and they put Humpty Dumpty back together again. <laughs> <laughs> but we're mentioning Oregon, just so people are in context with this hospital and this area. And you used to be quite an outdoorsman out there, but you still hunt, you said. How do you go about hunting, and what do you hunt? Uh, just deer and, like, birds, grouse. I don't know mm -hmm. if you know what a grouse is. They live up in the mountains. They're like a game bird, upland yeah, game I... bird. Okay. Um, but... In Oregon, you can uh, drive around in your with the disability tag. You can drive around and hunt on dirt roads. Um, uh -huh. So you you could shoot out a window of a vehicle, hunt oh, deer. Gotcha. So you do a drive by on Pamby. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Now we got to know each other through Backyard Boys. I love that name, by the way. And this is a podcast that's very fresh. It's only about two months old now. You've got like a whole cast of characters on there. How did this thing come together and how do you manage like so many personalities at once, people talking over each other, you know, because you do, you guys do a good job with it. Yeah, um, you know, that's the main thing is you just, uh, you try to have timing. Um, you know, most shows that you've been on uh, Gino's show in hot water. Um, most of the people that are on our show are avid watchers of that show. Um, or Compound Media in general, I should say. Um, most of them are old Opie and Anthony fans from, yeah. uh, obviously, that, that's been around forever. Um, but, yeah, it, it's the same thing because, you, you know, you got a wild man like Gino who talks over you back and forth. You just have to get in, you know, get your spots and try to make it work. So everyone's kind of aware how that, how that works, um, just trying to get in a spot. You know, you, you have to have a little bit of patience and you got to wait. But sometimes we talk over each other, but it's all, you know, you, you someone tries to stop. You work it yeah. out. When I was on your show, um, I was noticing how pe – now, there were some times in which people were talking over each other, but, the, the, but, but one of them would defer to the other. One of them would back off right away, like when they heard it coming. I guess you got some practice, you know, doing that. Cause I was impressed with – were there six people? I mean, I was impressed with how many – Oh, and there was this secret person, a behind-the-scenes producer person. How he seemed to like check every level, and what is he air traffic control there? Who who is this guy, and how come he's not on air? Yeah, well, uh, he just prefers not to be on air. Um, he's horribly disfigured. Uh, he was in a fire act. No, nothing like that. <laughs> uh, whatever, you know. He just uh, prefers to have fun in in that way. Uh, uh -huh. He's not always there, so. Uh, you know, like half the shows, the entire first month or month and a half of the show, I just pretty much did it myself. Uh -huh. um, a lot of the times I'm doing the producing while doing the show. So yeah. it's, um, but, but when he's around, that makes it a whole lot easier for me. If we have a thought, it's like, Hey, go look this up. Uh, show us a clip from YouTube or man, that that's so much more convenient than me trying to like scramble in the middle of a show to try to figure that out. So um, it is nice to have him backstage. Um, now, who'd you hook up with on In Hot Water? Was it Steve Conti or was it Bobby Tamboro? One of those guys you got to be friendly with and 
Bobby's coming on the show uh, coming up, right? Yeah, he'll be on Wednesday. And Wednesday. Uh, yeah, what's it? Fred Rubino, he'll be on Friday. Oh, that's a that's a catch. That's a catch right there. That's a funny dude. <laughs> that's great. How did but you I, get associated, like through messaging, direct messages on Twitter or? Yeah, exactly. So it's it's kind of funny because I had never called into the show till maybe like uh, February of this year or last year. Sorry, like a year ago. Um, and then I decided to go check out Twitter. So I became kind of a frequent caller. I'd heard people's voices. So I knew kind of who they were, you know, just by their voice. Yeah. I knew they they had multiple, you know, some people call in and play characters and whatnot. So it was trying to figure that all out. But when I got onto Twitter, uh, I started messaging people and found out pretty quickly, like, who watches the show and who actually calls in. And then the next thing you know, you're DMing people and saying, hey, I'm Quad Father. How's it going? I'm the goofy guy that calls in and does this. Um, so that's kind of how we all met. And then we started direct messaging and uh, come to find out there was another show that they were on. So I hook up with those guys and uh, uh -huh. we were playing around on a different podcast. And um, maybe around Thanksgiving time, I decided, hey, maybe I'll try to do a StreamYard account and play with it. And next thing you know, we're the Backyard Voice. And yeah. uh, Garrett and Gino are now our like audio drop on our show because they, yeah. you know, they kind of plugged us on the show. So, That's yeah, right. I, I guess we're like the resident show now, like uh, the In Hot Water fan show. That's uh, why I wanted to be on, you know, because I knew it was associated and, and, and uh, you know, just the name. The name is really what made me want to do it. So now on YouTube to find you guys, it's BYB Podcast. That's the channel, right? Yes, sir. At and BYB what, Podcast. And, and what it. Same thing for Twitter? It's the same Twitter handle? No, it's uh, at BYB underscore podcast. Okay, at BYB underscore. That's the difference. Yeah. Only because that one, the on. other one was... <laughs> yeah, it was a blast, man. You're hilarious. Uh, we, loved, we loved watching you on In Hot Water and stuff. So Thanks. I want to be yeah. back, you know, so we'll arrange that, you know. Absolutely. Maybe I can sneak up on Fred Rubino, but we'll talk off air, but okay. So Derek, quad father, backyard boys. We are now going to watch a full length movie on YouTube and everybody at home's got to press play at the exact same time as we do on YouTube. So why don't you go ahead, Derek, quad father, and give us that celebrity countdown. You ready? Three, two, one, go. Thank you, Celebrity Comedian, for that Celebrity Comedian countdown. And thank you, Criterion Collection, for presenting this version of Surf 2. Criterion <laughs> Collection. Oh, look at that two-faced Janice. What a <laughs> double face. Oh, my God. It's God. talking on both sides of his head. Enough with the logos. You all want to get associated with this. It's a public domain movie, right? Either you polish it up or you just put it on a video cassette. Oh, all right. Now, this is the opening to the soundtrack. Their main song for the movie is Hell's Bells. Right. By Meatloaf. <laughs> you know, I was at Big Ben, and I said, whoa, there's Big Ben. And Big Ben said, my name's Ben. <laughs> 
so right? Look, so sensitive. To come. Whoa, wait. I'm taking my 3D glasses off. It's too intense. It's things to come. Is no, but like... it never really came. It was his prediction. H.G. Wells was I based on the I have never read the book. Is it a book or a novel, or is it like a collection of curios and writings? It's a book, and it's written as if he was an um, a diplomat. Uh, here it is. No, it's not. Here it is. H.G. Wells, Things to Come. Um, <laughs> sorry, Mike. No, no problem. I think I know what happens. Jack the Ripper finds his time machine. Stops Correct. in there. Goes to San Francisco in 1979. Correct. He gets a room. Let's say gets a room. He watches TV and he's like, ah, oh, modern day television is much more intense than this television of the telly I'm, I know from the 1800s. That was a great film, and I wish it was on YouTube and we could do it. Somewhere oh, in every day. What's it called? Oh, we're going into things. So this movie came out in what, 36, you said? Yeah, this came out in 1936. It's based off a book that he wrote. It is a book, but it was like the memoirs or journal or diary of a, an ambassador, like in 2054, something like that. The oh, book does end later than this. Now, if you turn on the sound, you'll find out it's nice Christmas. It's nice right. Christmas. And they're playing this Christmas carol right now. It goes Christmas, 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 Christmas. Christmas, Christmas. It's Put it up, put it up. Is okay, it up? Go. Yeah, it is up. Here we go. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, M, N, O, L, O, P, Q, R, S, T, U, V, C. There's no L in my song. Okay, what's the L, man? So what's going on is he's – the director is contrasting, like, the nice, pleasant thing of Christmas to war is coming. Right. War is on the horizon. Hey, oh, so H.G. Wells predicted a war in the future? Good for him. Check that off. <laughs> This came out just before our England's entrance into World War II. So, so the, the box office the first week of this really profited off of this. You know what I mean? Like you know was, who doesn't profit off of anything so far, Carl? Are the newsies, right? Because the news are on the on the stands or on the bus. I, I don't need to read it. I nearly got run over by it. <laughs> Christmas turkeys are all hanging out in the open air. Yeah. The world on the brink of war. See, holding the sign. Do you think it's like the last movie we watched with Preston? They're holding these – they're saying eat at Joe's. They're like, war's coming. It's all like – it's over the top. I get it. I want to hear people talk. It's a soundy, isn't it? It is a soundy. And it's in the public domain, Mike. Just let it rip. Okay. Sometimes the studio uh, rats get upset. Lights in the studio. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So this guy is um, a famous guy named uh, Raymond Massey. He's known for his thick voice and everything. 
uh, and he's going to be our hero throughout the movie because we'll see his descendants. We'll see, you know, he'll be an ancestor to the future. That's kind of cool. So that's how they were able to tell a story about the future is that it's a man and then his kids. Right. Now, this guy is the person who's supposed to let us know in the story, eh, I don't give a fuck all about war. A couple of people battling miles away. You know. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I agree with them. Now, Wells is a British dude, right? Did, or yeah. you wrote this in the, so. Yeah, this whole film is English. Man. Are you saying it's a British A, B, C, D, E, F, G? H I J K M N O P Q R. I don't get it. Why don't you say the L? Because that song has is a Noel. Oh, that's that's the Christmas Carol. It's a no. It's a Noel. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's. that's I learned that from a comic strip. Look, look. Now here we have Christmas, and what comes to mind when I look at this scene is Christmas, 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 <laughs> Christmas, 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 it's Christmas. Oh, Carl, hey, uh, Merry Christmas. Oh, thank you. Mike, let me be the first in 2023 to wish you a Merry Christmas. Oh, Carl, let me be the second, but I'm still the same person that right. wish you Merry Christmas. Merry oh, Christmas. well, thank you, Michael. Let me be the third. third how are we doing this, math? Oh, all right. Is it third time or third? Okay, look how serious he is. You know, war, he's all serious about the war. But, like, he's not a bummer about it. Well, I mean, the kid has a little can war cannon, and yes. the whole streets are covered about war. So it's just trying to be realistic, realistic war. Now, the old fogey sitting in the chair, he already did his bit. He's supposed to say, "My, how things have changed since I was a lad. <laughs> I wonder what the future will bring." All right. So, Thank what do we do? We like guys. wait eighty years? Are they going to do like animation? They'll see Christmas blossom, all the biggest bulldoze. There will be some camera tricks that I suspect are animation, but no, not that way. But yeah, you'll have these long look, look, look. They turn the lights off. Were there light? Were there candles on that Christmas tree? Weird. Right, because you can't you can't focus other than the fact the tree's gonna catch on fire. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, here's to a new year and many future years. Of flaming trees. Oh, I have a song. Uh, all lang time and things do come. Right? Is that where the song is? Old anxiety. I don't know. I don't know. How do you even say it? Old A U L D, right? And then you know, anxiety. Alan Sherman has a version. He says, "It was a man. His name was Lang, and he had a neon sign." And Mr. Lag was very old, so they called him. <laughs> Alan Sherman, not Mr. Lang. Yeah, he was my son, the folk singer. He, yeah, my son. I love that record. He did like a medley, and I only remember the medley part. Okay, so now it's like, why are there si air raid sirens? And then the guy who was like, war, fuck all war, is like, 
You don't think they're close, do you? Now we're hearing on the radio. Interrupt us, Ryan Seacrest, Morning Drive, News, Ocean Radio's War. Oh, thank God. Stay tuned to be very scared. We're going to scare you now with war. I heard it on the non-visual radio of the present. (laughs) Where did you hear about the war? Do you remember where you were when you first heard about it? I was in front of my (laughs) non-visual one-way communications device. One-way communicator, radio device. Disseminating facts. Doesn't the Brits have like a, a tax? Like if you have a radio, you have to pay a tax to the government, like a TV tax. I don't know. Telly tax. A telly tax machine. No, no. Like if you had a telly, a television, you would have to pay like. Telly tax. Telly tax. I can't believe they attacked the war. Yeah, right. I guess I was wrong. I can't believe this is considered a movie. It's, I guess the camera's moving in front of them. That's a good trick. I take it yeah. back. Hello, Dolly. <laughs> yes, hello. I feel like as a director, you're just so distant and always just backing away. What's funny is H. <laughs> What's funny is H.G. Wells had started to direct this film, and then they yes. were like, "No, you suck. No, that's, dude. That's Who's one the thing." Writing? He was alive during 1930, right? 36? Oh, yeah. He was all over this film. He wrote it, and he was – they respected him so much he had to prove everything. And that's unheard of for a writer. Right. But um, when they first started, he was the director, and he just didn't know how to do it. You guys stand over there. No, no. Okay. I guess I must have missed it during all the credits, but H.G. Wells himself wrote or co-wrote this film? Yes, wrote it. Yeah, wrote it. Wrote it. He wrote the screenplay. Um, Exterior street. Uh, People holding signs saying war is coming. Exterior. Yes, man. He was mostly science fiction novelization. You know that. But he also yeah. wrote nonfiction stuff. And, like, he wrote this, well, as a book, he wrote it, like, as if you were reading. You found some journal from a guy who was a diplomat years ago in the ages of old, you know. Look at this war again. Just got rid of like like World War One is coming to England. Can you imagine? Right about that. You know, it's really interesting how they when they go into the future, they predict it, but they retain the nineteen thirty sensibility. You'll see what it is. The, yeah, the I know what you're talking about. In the manner. I, yeah, I do enjoy that. I do enjoy seeing what the future looks like. But it's based on what the present was. So, you know, there's shed carpeting, essentially, or not. or Their airplanes are basically trains that float or whatever. Yeah, Logan's Run looks like the 70s. Barbarella looks like the 60s. But that's part of the fun of it, is that it's an outtake of what the future is. Mm -hmm. But when you watch it again, you're like, well, that's the 60s take. (laughs) Yeah. So their take is really interesting. They get a few things. Did they get it right? There was another war. Ding, ding. <laughs> that one was pretty easy. No, like, for instance, you're going to see flat screen TVs. You're going to see helicopters, and there were no helicopters at this time. You're going to see, like, them making tunnels, and it's like a 
whirly crew, like things that they didn't have. You're going to see a segue. Really? Yeah. Um, We call those um, embarrass yourself of naders. You get on there and you feel shame. We predicted the segue. You don't have to touch the ground. Your sadness will guide you throughout the, the park. <laughs> so, oh, my God. That's a segue. Well, like, you really have to be, I don't know, to be on a segue tooling around when there aren't any others around, like, you got to feel a little, I don't know, there's something going on there. I'm not saying, I'm not saying you're autistic. I'm not saying you're a narcissist. Oh. I'm not saying you're, something's going on. I think it's kind of cool. Like I've seen people on hoverboards, you know. That is people. super cool. But I'm not, they don't literally hover. They have like a middle wheel, oh, and oh, oh. kind of balance yourself on it and roll down. And it's pretty cool. It's I don't like know if I, if I see a Segway, I'm not going to judge. I mean, it's it's so old school too. It's like having a TiVo. Check <laughs> it out. I have a TiVo. Well, okay, that's cool. Look out for those shadows. Little boy, so look out for the shadows was, of war. Yeah, so we saw the guy who was fuck all, like now telling his kids, you got to do your part, and yeah. children marching around like a soldier. We saw how it cast the shadows. Exterior, show the same scene. Oh, yeah, see, and they did go to the tunnel. How about that? But you see how, like, their World War Two is the entrance into World War One. Wait a second. I think, yeah, 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 that's right. Germany went into World War Two. In any second now, but you see how there's still World World War One mindset with the helmets and yeah, the trenches. Mm-hmm. Well, not trenches, but this like this piece of equipment. You know, it's like a super gun. Do you think those World War One references? It's just over the top. No, I mean that's their perspective. If there's a world war, we're gonna have to have gas masks. I was Won't they be joke. using gas? You know, that's their perspective. They just, I, I was making a joke. Over the top oh. is a World War One term. Because you go oh, over no, the no, top no. of the, the trench. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Trench mouth. Yeah, trench mouth. That's another World War One term. Trench mouth. That, yeah. Like people would get sick? You would be in the trenches and you, your breath would stink. <laughs> yeah, no. they got horrible. It was horrible disease. That That's what they're war. worried about back then? Breath? Oh, come on, oh. please. Haven't you seen that, that movie, 1917? Did you learn it? I did it's see fucking that. hell. You know, yeah, I, was, I was like, it, they said, like, it's going to be all one shot, right? And I was like, oh, that show pretentious. But when you watch the film, like, it's seamless in that yeah, way. Yeah, it's very seamless. Yeah. No, they did. It's a really good job. I mean, it, it's also oh, a this journey. Is a look out for falling bricks area. Oh, yeah. We're not really going to bomb it. Well, this is cool. Look at these models. Yeah. Give, you can give tell me that there's... blanket. Oh. They're getting gas masks. Pretty devastating. Yeah. War is hell, Michael. Look at that scene. War is hell. Listen, if I had a thing to come DVD player and I go to the menu, I'll skip the war part. I'll be like, I do not want that thing to come. <laughs> You know, they're superimposing the explosions lots of times, have you noticed? Yeah. Who's the, I can't tell if it's the same shot or it's just the shot. Oh, that no, guy I, had a top hat. I think it's just the same set. 
<laughs> wow, this is pretty cool. Well, don't worry. The we're going to fast forward to 1966 soon. Oh, am I ready? Oh, is it London, 1966? Oh, yeah. Lots of hippies, acid trips. Oh, no, like swinging 60s. We saw, what was that, Space Venus movie? Yeah. It the was girl like, from Starship Venus. The girl right? from Starship Venus. It was shot in London in Piccadilly okay, Square. Wait. Dead kid, wait. Dead kid. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, Testing. Wow. That kid know. was paid $4.6 million to pretend to be sleeping without moving his chest. He Look never received that. the money. They destroyed my entire model set. The devastation. What did the Germans do? They wrecked my models. <laughs> right. Look at this, the War of the Shadows. Oh, that He's... is a super. Wow, look at all this footage. Hey, a boat, go boaty. Now look, you see, there's a futuristic thing, but what they really did there was sort of took the tanks that already existed. Yeah, right. Synced it up. You know, the music's playing now. Beforehand, it was that like Occidental music, the background mm -hmm. uh, sound effects. You know, like bombing. Now it switches to music. It's a pretty well put together film. Well, you see, H.G. Wells wanted to have the music recorded in advance and then make the film constructed around the music. It was one of the reasons why he was removed as director. Um, <laughs> really, this guy named Arthur Bliss did the score and afterward, you know, in a conventional way. And um, there was a concert scene, and it's still, like, popular in 2015. You know, like, the musical score. It's like some college will do it, you know. Nice. And th this is, are the helicopters that they predicted, the black helicopters, no less? No, no. We're still back oh, in plane. 1940 right Oh, yeah, now. there we go. We're in the war. Wow, this and is crazy. Wait. They must have multiplied the engines. Now, they're propeller planes, and when we go into the future, they'll never leave that. It, it will see the 1930s mindset. It, they will always be propeller planes. Well, don't forget, did you ever see Back to the Future 2, where in the future we had TV uh, TV sets that we talked to as fax yeah. machines in every room? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the it, 90s, right? Yeah, he got fired. A fax came and said, you're right. fired. It's a joke fax, Mom. <laughs> it's a joke <laughs> fax, Mom, yeah. <laughs> now what we're going to have is a dogfight and a wreck and kill land and hold the dying man and... Yeah, that's something romantic about dogfights, right? Yeah. You're up there. This, the whole point is to kill another man in an expensive plane. <laughs> they are. Yeah, there, it is very romantic, though, when you see dogs doing it. Like, Oh, yeah. They kind of hold each other at a distance. It looks like they're dancing. Their hind legs. Yep. And they're sort of connected like, <laughs> like a Lego piece. Okay, so here comes the crash. A okay, and roll them. You're acting. Oh, uh, oh the G-force. Oh, look. Oh, the model. I know. Here comes another one. Yeah, it's a biplane. Going to spit on the grave of the driver. Just my finishing touch. I'm a little psycho. No, no, they're on the same side. They're on the same side. Oh. He's going to rescue. Now, there's no way that guy would have survived. Carl, the but, plane landed on its wheels. Of course it's going to survive. <laughs> it was right side up. Oh, I'm struggling. 
the plain pain. The pain of the plane. The pain. What, what, describe your pain. Pain. I just plain pain. <laughs> Something fancy. Oh, they're talking. Yeah. It's melodramatic. That is my guess. Yeah, Shakespeare. Now, yeah, Shakespeare, here we go. a cute little girl, okay? And it's, one, it's the girl that, like, this guy was trying to bomb and gas, you know? So oh, no. now, right? It's just a, it's just a local farm girl, you know. Here she comes. He goes, no, 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 don't sacrifice your life and give it. I'm dying anyway. Give her mine, and then he'll see the irony in this girl he tried to kill. He's gonna die for. Right, the irony. Thank God this movie was lacking irony. This movie hits you over the head with. Whatever shall become of the blah, 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 blah. You know, he just said, why must we murder ourselves? Oh, it's insane, this war. You know, you're going to get a lot of that platitude. We just, I mean, really, like, story-wise, we saw, you know, war happen in London, maybe minimal characters, right? Well, it's textures, but yeah. I mean, yeah, like, there was extras, but, but these guys that are the thread of this movie, they weren't really there during the no, it's right. It's like man against the world, not man against the world. This yeah. whole movie will not have an. A, there'll be a segment in which a guy's like looked at as a villain. We'll get to him soon. Now, do you feel like I haven't read the book? Which maybe the book is like this too. 